You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, it's Friday afternoon here in the friendly town of Starkville, Mississippi. Our fair little burg. About to welcome the boys from Hattiesburg, the Golden Eagles of the University of Southern Mississippi, the Nasty Bunch, Southern Miss to the top. I don't know what all they've been called, the Mustard Buzzards. In any event, Southern Miss coming to town, and this is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. I'm Charlie Winfield. Bart Gregory on location today, and on location, Bart, for a couple of days of men's basketball. That is correct. I am in Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Mohegan Sun, which is about uh, about three and a half hours northeast of New York. It's about uh, I'm about thirty minutes, forty five minutes from Providence, and so we're going to play at the Mohegan Sun. We have basketball tomorrow at the same exact time you have football, and we will play the Fighting Cougars of Washington State. And, Charlie, the first thing that hit my mind when I was looking at the notes for Washington State is the last time that Mississippi State and Washington State played basketball. And we had a one-point lead at the half, and then Washington State outscored us 44 to 17 in the second half and the next night the next night Washington State was playing Baylor and during that basketball game in the stands in Honolulu Hawaii we had all the fracas break loose between Elgin Bailey and Renardo Sidney the last time that Washington State saw Mississippi State basketball team was in the ill-fated stands at the Diamond-Headed Classic in 2010. I don't know that that will be fit for your broadcast tomorrow. I did not recognize that, however. Well, that's quite the note to start the show. We probably have some people too young to remember the Elgin Bailey, Renardo Sidney dust-up. But here's the thing about it, Charlie, and this is the great reminder for all of our young friends out there wondering about social media. It happened 13 years ago, and you can still find it on the Internet. <laughs> oh, speaking of days gone by, Mississippi State, Southern Miss. This used to be a rivalry, and to Southern Miss, it still is. This is a game, we used to play this game in Jackson all the time, although I'll remember a lot of people think about this 1980 season that Mississippi State had, the 6-3 to three year. What a lot of them don't remember is that we got absolutely pounded by Southern Miss earlier in that season. And then we went down to Jackson and played a lot. And we routinely got beat. Bobby Collins, that went on to coach at SMU, was there as they got the death penalty, was a coach down there, Jim Carmody. So there have been some good teams at Southern Miss. And then, of course, they got rid of the guy who was a pretty good coach himself. Yeah, Jeff Bauer just looking back at Southern Miss history and a former Golden Eagle, and he was a great coach. And I was sitting in the stands, Charlie, 
back in 1999. It was the fall of 99 when Southern Miss won the Conference USA Championship. They played at Louisville, and they won the final game of the regular season, won the conference championship. They had a like a fake punt play. But anyway, they had some great teams, man, and they had some great defensive players, Adelius Thomas, T.J. Slaughter. Uh, you know, they had some really good – Offensive players, Lee Roberts is going to be in the booth tomorrow with our good friend John Cox doing the radio, and Lee Roberts was a good quarterback down at Southern Miss. And so, yeah, this was a team that was really good. And, you know, we played them in, you know, Rockies last year in 1990 and then didn't play them again, you know, for a long time. And I guess it was 2000, maybe 2013, 2012, somewhere in there. But we've won five in a row in this series. We won the last two games under Rocky Felker. And since uh, starting this rivalry back, I mean, we've won the three matchups, you know, in the in this near future, you know, in the, the the short term. So let me talk through real quick some of the history of Southern Miss coaches because this is interesting to me. If you were to go back and look at the history of Mississippi State, you would have to go back to Daryl Royal in the fifties, coming all the way forward to Dan Mullen. That gap, none of our coaches left because they wanted to. None of them decided, I'm going to take another job. Mullen was the first guy since the 50s who, quote, left for something, at least in the time he thought was bigger and better. But how about this history? Bobby Collins in the 70s and 80s has a 48-30 and 30 record as the head coach at Southern. He leaves to take over SMU, and that's back when the glory days for SMU. Then you bring in Jim Carmody. He had been the Defensive coordinator took over for Carmody. Carmody had a few issues, uh, you know, some NCAA infractions, things like that, that derailed him. But he had some big wins. He beat Alabama while he was there. He, in fact, Southern Miss went to Tuscaloosa and broke a 56-game home winning streak at Bryant-Denny. And so he had some good teams, winning record there at Southern Miss. Then Curly Hallman comes in. He leaves to go be the head coach at LSU. They made the mistake of getting rid of Jeff Bauer, who we talked about. His record, 119-83, and and they decided it was kind of stale, wanted to do something different. By the way, he was like the Conference USA coach of the decade. But then Larry Fedora comes in. He's the head coach, leaves with a winning record, significantly winning record, 34-19, and to go to North Carolina. And then the disastrous season. One year, Ellis Johnson, who had been at Mississippi State. But then you bring it forward, Todd Munkin leaves for the NFL. So all that to say, Southern Miss has had success. They've had good coaching, and they have had coaches that have regularly left for bigger and better things. I would argue that the problem that Southern Miss has had most recently is one of finances. Once Mississippi State and Ole Miss quit playing them, I think that hurt. The second thing that happened is the SEC money just got out of hand. And I think within their own state, they fell behind and became, I think to most outside observers, a lot less relevant. But as we are here today, this is a team that is going to come play tomorrow. This is going to be their Super Bowl. They're going to give it everything they have. The thing that scares me about this game tomorrow is Southern Miss is playing their best football of the season. And, I mean, they've been playing with their hair on fire. This team could have quit. And to be honest with you, the way they played against South Alabama, it looked like they had quit. 
But uh, Will Hall, who's you know the head coach, went down there in 2020. He's an Amory, Mississippi native, and you know Will gave up the play calling, and he said, "Hey, I'm going to let uh, you know, let two guys call it, Sam Gregg and Jordy Joseph. I'm going to let those guys call the offense." And since then, Southern has played a lot better, especially on the offensive side. And so they're playing well. And I think the big question, and it goes back to the point of, you know, it's not about them, it's us. And it little it is still about that with us. The question is, is where where are our heads right now? It's been a crazy week. It's been a long week. And you know, not only for players, but for the other coaches that are still here, their phones have been ringing off the hook. Everybody's trying to figure out what their next step is going to be so where are our heads in this game because let me tell you this if we show up and we have quit if we have given up on the season then southern miss can come in here and they can win this football game tomorrow if we show up and we rally around greg knox we will win this football game tomorrow so it's it's pretty much you know we jump into all the numbers but to me this game is all about does mississippi state want to show up and play football tomorrow I'll say this, from the players that I have talked to over the past few days, I get the strong sense that they're going to rally around Greg Knox. Practices, I'm told, have been energetic. They've been lively. And somebody used the phrase to me today that I really thought was notable. They said that Greg Knox every day has the most energy in the room, that he's the loudest, he's the most focused, the most energetic, the most encouraging. And... I will say this, without regard to Zach Arnett and his personality type, I do think when you have an interim coach, you benefit from having a different voice. And I think you typically benefit when that different voice is louder, more assertive, etc. An an interim coach has the danger of being the substitute teacher that the class runs over. But Greg Knox has a set of skills, he has a personality, he has experience in this league and in dealing with these players. I just don't believe, I just can't see myself accepting the idea that he's going to be treated like the substitute teacher in third grade. Yeah, I think it's something to be said for just having somebody that's been in this role before. I don't think you can understate having been a, you know an interim coach before because you have to treat it completely different than if you are, like you said, you know, being a substitute teacher versus being the regular teacher. And Greg Knox understands that. And so, th- to me, that is a big issue. Now, there are certain other, certain other things at play. And, you know, one is, you know, what's your health at the quarterback position? That's been the one of the biggest keys. And what's your health at the running back position? If you look back over the last few weeks, you know, some people can say it was, you know, it was coaching and it was – the mindset of the team, the players. But some of it has to do also with the health of your football team. And so I think that's one of the big things, too. We haven't been able to run the football or move the football because you've had some key players on the offensive side who haven't been able to play. Now, I, d- I don't know what the answer to that is. I think we're going to find out tomorrow about uh, about 1030 when we normally do, about 30 minutes before the game, about – how we look in this game as far as injuries. But I think that's played a big part too. And so, But going back to the point you brought up a minute ago, Charlie, that cannot be underscored. You know, southeastern Louisiana, when they come in here, they all say, hey, they want to win. They're playing the SEC school. We want to win. Let me tell you something about that team going to stand on the sideline tomorrow across away from the press box. That Southern Miss Bunch, 
They want to win this game. And I used to say back in the 70s and 80s when they were racking up wins against Mississippi State that Southern was the master program of taking a player that was two inches too short and 20 pounds too light, and for that one game having him so amped up that you didn't recognize him. They took it personally when they played us, and we got a glimpse of that going down to the basketball game. We played a scrimmage. You got an associate head coach all but wearing pom-poms cheering for his team. You got a head coach wearing a coat and tie to the game. This was a scrimmage, but for them it was more than that, and tomorrow will be more than that too. You look at this Southern Miss roster, there are a lot of names that at one point or another pass through the halls of the SEAL building here on campus or up at at Ole Miss as well. This is a roster that is dominated by junior college players from the state of Mississippi or players who were once and perhaps briefly at Mississippi State in Ole Miss. Remember M.J. Daniels, the big signing day discussion many years ago? M.J. Daniels is a cornerback at Southern Miss. You could keep going and going for names that you will have seen. But this is, for many people, you know, I guess you talk about the whole uh, junior college TV series, The Last Chance You. Uh, it's kind of the grown-up version of that, right? It, it, this is the second-chance place, and they, they're going to have a lot of old guys on this team. Yeah, and we talk about this a minute ago, not having – two of our players you know over the last few weeks and but the thing that they've had is they've had some stability at the running back position and that's frank gore jr since showing up on campus frank gore jr has been outstanding and he's running the football right now as good as he ever has i mean this is a guy that last year rushed for 329 yards in the bowl game they played down in the lending tree bowl against rice and of course won that game but he set a bowl record not just a lending tree bowl record but an overall nobody in the history of bowl games has ever run for more yards than he did 329 and so he comes back this year he's preseason all southland conference and man has just really really struggled early in the season but man over the last three games 55 percent of his yards have come in the last three games. 525 of his 928 have come in the last three games. And so that's the thing that scares you is I know they're just three and seven, and I know two of the wins they've won over the last couple weeks against Monroe, and they beat Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette, a couple weeks ago. I know those are good wins. And by the way, that was on a Thursday night against Lafayette. They've got two extra days to prepare for this game. And in football, that's a big deal to get you know, get some of the bumps and bruises away. But uh, the teams that they've beat in the last two weeks have not been upper echelon Sunbelt teams. So, But Frank Gore is still running the football as good as he has all year long. Hey, while we've got a moment, let's remind you, by the way, that we are in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They have representatives in all 82 of Mississippi's counties. And this is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig Tracks Plus locations in Hickory, Bessemer, Hattiesburg. They got the Saney equipment. They got the kind of things that Bart Gregory likes to use to destroy forest. That's what you can find at Tracks Plus. Check them out. Whether you're into forestry, construction, whether you need to do some mulching or some ag work, Tracks Plus. It means 
more. Bart, I know we've kind of jettisoned with the way this season has gone, our three numbers, two players. What's the number, though? What's the thing that jumps out at you most about Southern Miss that may be a key to this game tomorrow? I think one of the biggest things and not the is well, and the biggest thing is what we do. I just mentioned Frank Gore just a moment ago and how we stop Frank Gore because he has just been so good in the last three games. Two games ago against Appalachian State, you know, they had a lead in the second half against App State. Gore rushed for two hundred and fifty two yards and then it kind of gave it away. They played on the road in Boone. Three of their last four games have been on the road, by the way. And so they didn't play well. Uh, in the fourth quarter, but he ran the ball well. Last week, he rushed for 158 yards on uh, 33 carries, so right at five yards a carry. To me, one of the big things in this game, because Southern Miss has become so run-oriented in the past couple of weeks, is how you stop Frank Gore. And I don't, you know, I don't want to set that number. I don't know, is it 100 yards? Is it 120? Is it 140? Because they haven't been getting into other areas. But Frank Gore stopping the run is going to be the biggest key in this game for Mississippi State. Now, the thing about Billy Wiles, he's the starting quarterback for Southern Miss. He's a transfer from Clemson. Didn't play any hardly at all at Clemson at all. He played poorly against South Alabama. He was benched in the second quarter. But they've pretty much made him a game manager in the last three weeks. And to me, that's where Southern Miss has completely changed. They have a really good quarterback. Well, they've got a good quarterback, a decent quarterback who's a game manager, but a really good running back. And they've just relied on that running running back and not let Billy Wiles make mistakes because he has six interceptions and ten touchdowns. But for me, I think out of that one-two punch, it's just going to be how you stop the running game of Frank Gore, Jr. Yeah, they have not thrown it a ton in the past two games. In fact, they have run it 52 times in each game. They have thrown it 26 times in each game. So mirror image is there. Not exactly lighting up the passing statistics either. Barely just over 50% as a team passing the football this season. And you look at the past couple of games, 12 of 26 with a pick, 14 of 26 with no picks. I want to go back to something we talked about, Bart, because we've treated this game, this Mississippi State. You talked about the injuries. You talked about the health. We talked about the different style of coaches. But, look, all the excitement, all the energy, all the focus in the world sometimes doesn't make up and doesn't fix problems. We have undoubtedly had problems stopping the forward pass this year. If tomorrow Wiles comes out and throws it around the yard, that will be a really bad sign, I would suggest. Yeah, especially if he does it early. Because you look back at Kentucky and how they had success throwing the ball early. Uh, A&M had success throwing the ball all last week. But um, to me, I mean, when you're playing with emotion, you have some emotion, you have some changes. And I think that, that is a, a good spark when you, you talk about Greg Knox. But that kind of fades fast if Southern Miss comes out and just – rams it down your throat that first drive and that's why i think you know especially when you're dealing with an interim coach one of the great things about that bowl game that greg knox won down at the gator bowl you know mark mclaurin had three interceptions in that game we came out early against the heisman trophy winner lamar jackson and played well early in that game and the sideline stayed up the entire game uh, you can ill afford for Southern Miss to come in here and throw a haymaker early. Hey, I was kind of digging in and talking about Frank Gore Jr. and just you know looking at crazy stats and just trends that they may have. 
you know, he's rushed the ball, you know, over 900 yards, what, 928 this season. And like we said, 55% of that coming in the last three games. But I thought this was interesting, too. We start talking about trends. 61% of his runs, so three-fifths of his runs, three out of every five times, 61% of his runs are to the right of center. 39% are to the left of center. And so he's gotten more yards, a higher percentage of yards, and a higher percentage of runs when he's running it to the right side. So they feel more comfortable running the football to the right side. From a scheme perspective tomorrow, what do we do? Do we sell out to stop the run, say this is a team that doesn't throw it very well? How do you defend them? I think you have to. I mean, that's the that's the whole thing. Is But what were, where were we beaten last week? To me, it was the quarterback runs. And so it was a different style of run that you had last week compared to what you've got this week. This is really one of the first times that we've seen a running back be the main force. I mean, LSU, Jaden Daniels. I mean, you, we've seen some quarterback runs this year, but this is going to be a different style with uh, with a running back in Frank Gore that is that is really, really good. And, you know, Jarquez Hunter came out early and got some big yards for us, you know, big yards against us, against Auburn. And uh, I think that was early in that first drive. But we did a pretty good job of shutting him down at times. And so I kind of like this matchup, to be honest with you. I kind of like us to – I'd rather do it like this against a running running back, a good heavy running back, than a quarterback that can uh, then throw it all across the yard like Spencer Rattler. Getting pressure on the quarterback has been a big deal for Southern. Teams have been able to do it. And when they do, Southern miss completing less than 30% of their passes when they do not, completing basically two out of three. The other thing they do is they a reasonable percentage of their passes are downfield. You don't see a ton. You'll see some, but not a ton of passes behind the line of scrimmage. They're going to throw it more often down the field, or at least nearly as often, I should say, 10 yards and further than they are throwing short passes. We'll see if that changes tomorrow because we've had trouble defending it on those underneath passes at times this year. Hey, by the way, it is Friday and had a chance to get down to two brothers. Used to talk about the two guys that can smoke you. We'll do that again, just not today. But I did get down to two brothers and the tacos, the wings that Bart Gregory likes, and just a good place to hang out. So check out two brothers if you're in town for this weekend. And don't forget our friends at Howard Computers, Howard Technology Solutions, They have been outstanding in helping us. We've needed iPads, we've needed computers, and they can do it all. And the biggest thing, though, they can do is they can help your business. If it's security systems, if it's solutions, if you need kiosk, they can do all those things. It's absolutely amazing, all the different solutions that they have. So check out Howard Technology Solutions. And if you see Rusty Toms this weekend, tell him he was just slightly above average hey and he was a Hattiesburg guy too played down at Oak Grove you think he would take that analysis of his play in left field very well Bart Rusty is a lot like all of us you know but I will say this Rusty was Rusty was a big time player now I mean I introduce him to people all the time they were like hey was he a good player man Rusty was a good player he was a really good player but I tell you what when it got to to postseason he's kind of like a lot of the guys down at Southern Miss 
He he played above his weight when it came to the crunch time. <laughs> no, I I joke. He was far uh, better than average. But that is right. He is a player that when it mattered, he was better every single time. So check him out. A friend David Perkins as well with our friends at Howard Technology Solutions. Appreciate all their support, too, for the Bulldog Initiative and the good things it has in play right now. Bart, final thoughts as we head into this weekend football game. Well, I think it all just comes back, Charlie, to want to. I mean, <laughs> do we, I mean, we want to say as fans, we want to say this as, as guys that are close, that, you know, you always want to play and you always, you always have a want to. And I think the, the times of today are just so different than they were, you know, 10 years ago because you have so many different people in all these guys' ears. It's been a long week, man. It's been a long week for everybody involved. From a coaching staff standpoint, from a player standpoint, there's just so many outside factors that come into play now. And you mentioned, uh, you know, about Howard Technology Solutions. You mentioned, you know, Rusty and David and the Bulldog Initiative. I mean, we've seen we've seen a lot of positive this week from a Bulldog Initiative standpoint because no no matter who the next football coach is going to be, uh, they understand uh, right now to uh, to win. They've got to have uh, opportunities to win with uh, with the, in the NIL world, and I th- I think that's one of the great things that. You and your staff, and and uh, with the Bulldog initiative, has been able to do this week. But also, there are a lot, a lot of other teams that are that are trying to poach your guys, that are trying to poison your guys. And to me, fighting through all that noise and running out of that tunnel and playing hard, playing well on Saturday uh, tomorrow is going to be a just a big factor in where you are mentally. I mean, to me, I just don't think you can understate it. If if we show up ready to play, we're a better football team. We are a better – and I know we have not played well, but we're still a better football team, the better athletes. You mentioned some of those guys being former state guys, some of them being former Ole Miss guys. I think MJ was a trifecta, right? I mean, that's one of the things he's going to be able to say. He's played all three places. So, to me, that's the whole thing is early in the game tomorrow, I think you're going to be able to tell uh, – you may be able to tell midway through the second quarter definitely who's going to win this football game just by their emotions on the field. Hey, real quick, we talk sometimes about famous alumni from other schools. You look at Southern Miss, Jimmy Buffett, I think probably the guy in terms of it, certainly an entertainer, Brian Dozier, an all-star baseball player. But one of the guys who, to me, is an underrated athlete, underrated football player, Ray Guy. Ray Guy passed away in late 2022, ultimately inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But it took a while because there was this idea that kickers could not be in the Hall of Fame, that punters weren't that big a deal. But you've got a guy who won three Super Bowls, six-time first-team All-Pro. They named the award for being a punter after him. And what Rick Cleveland and those guys will tell you is that Ray Guy was a great athlete at whatever he played. If you want to play ping pong, he'd beat you. Um, They talk about that he played in a football game. He played in the state championship football game, and the next day without practicing went out and scored 39 in a basketball game. Uh, So when I think of punting and I think of Southern Miss football, as much as we talk about like Reggie Collier and Lewis Lipp, Sammy Winder and those guys, I think Ray Guy, the guy who stands out most to me. Yeah, I uh, I shared a plane ride with uh, 
Ray guy one time from Jackson to uh, to Atlanta on a Delta flight, and uh, man, he talked the whole way over there. I mean, we just we talked about a lot of different things, and he was an unbelievable player. All right, the one thing we haven't done, Charlie, is we haven't had our picks, and you are still up uh, by by three on me. I've got uh, seven games for us to pick, and so are you ready for this? Yes. One last note though about Ray Guy. He once threw a no-hitter, and he struck out 266 in 200 innings as a baseball player at Southern Miss. So talk about him being an all-around guy. And how, this is the other one, too. He averaged almost 50 yards a punt one season. And that's back before people were doing these kind of things. So in any event, that's my ode to Ray Guy for the day. Now let's go ahead and get into our picks. Yeah, you didn't see Ray Guy throwing up any 35-yarders. It looked like the ball got water in it. So, hey, last week we were both 5-2, and two, and so you took Kentucky, I took Alabama. I beat you on that one. We both took Tennessee last week over Missouri. We missed that one big time. You had Auburn, I had Arkansas, and so that was a, I had two really bad picks last week. But I was 5-2, and two, you were 5-2, and two, so I stay three games behind you overall. All right, Georgia, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Tennessee. Georgia. I completely agree with that. I think Georgia wins easily in that game. All right, here's one that could trip us up a little bit. Florida on the road at Missouri, and Missouri at home, an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, my. I, I'm i going to go Missouri. You know, I'm going to flip the page. I'm going to go Florida just because Missouri coming down off that huge high of winning against Tennessee, playing back-to-back games at home. Florida's bad, but they're not terrible. Well, I mean – you know what I mean? They're not a they're not a bad terrible. Anyway, so I'm going to go Florida. You're going to go Missouri. Kentucky, a one and a half point favorite at South Carolina. I have been burned a little bit, giving too much respect to Kentucky as of late. I will not be burned tomorrow. Kentucky minus the points. Kentucky minus the points. I am going to stay with you, even though Carolina won last week uh, big over Vanderbilt. That was still Vanderbilt, so. I'm going to go uh, Kentucky as well. So, we both have Kentucky there. All right, we've got three games outside the SEC. Everything else in the league was just dogs. I mean, it was awful. So, we're not going there. Utah at Arizona. The Arizona Wildcats, after they left Startwell, had put it together. They're 7-3 and three right now. And Arizona is a one-point favorite at home over Utah. I am picking Arizona to win that game. They will cover. I'm going Arizona. Okay. I'm going to go Utah, so we'll split it there. Kansas State is a nine-and-a-half point favorite at Kansas. So, both of those teams ranked in the top 25. K-State, nine-and-a-half on the road at Kansas. I think the home team is going to rally here. This is a tough one for me, but that's a lot of points playing at home. I'm going Kansas. You know, I, I thought the same exact thing. A rivalry game playing at home at nine and a half is a ton. So I'm going to go Kansas as well. Washington on the road at Oregon State, and Oregon State is a two-point favorite. Oregon State has a lot of pinup anger right now. I'm going to Oregon State. I think Washington. I'm staying with Washington. They're going to run the football, and they're going to win. All right, here's our game. We always pick the over-under in our game. State and Southern Miss, the over is 46.5. 
46.5. I think this game stays under. All right, so you're going under. Do you know both teams in the last five games, four of their five last five – four of the last five games for both teams have gone over, and I'm going to stay with the trend. I say this game goes over 46.5. So those are our picks this week. All right, well, let's look at those. Hey, thanks to our sponsors here on the Friday, Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Tracks Plus, of course, our friends at Farm Bureau. Two brothers, Smoke Meats and Howard Technology Solutions. Thanks to all those guys for being on board. And thanks to you, Bart, for connecting remotely from the Mohegan Sun, where tomorrow you'll be invested in basketball. I'll be multitasking at the stadium. So Mississippi State, Southern Miss tomorrow. Bart and I somehow, someway, we'll get together on Sunday and look back with our Sunday coffee. Until then, thanks for listening here on our Tracks Plus Deep News.